0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers uh, covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922 just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Gordon, joining us now in studio, the new president of the Utah jazz as well as Larry H. Miller sports and entertainment he's our good friend Jim Olson with us in studio Jim congrats thanks Jake appreciate it it's great
3: to see you man it's a big day uh, yeah it's a good day uh, fun day uh, great to be a part of this uh, organization and uh, appreciate you guys having me on so I gotta ask
0: you Jim is 25 years uh, background in this in this company is I mean is there any really part of it you haven't been a part of so far
3: well, um I guess in my own mind I, I probably uh would like to think that I've been a part of most things but uh you know there are so many moving pieces and and the growth of this company since I started is is remarkable and so there there's always more to learn and and always uh, uh more things to be a part of and that's what I'm excited to do. Does the culmination of that experience uh, is that
0: what makes you comfortable moving into this uh, high-profile position?
3: Well, I, I think so. Um, probably more than, than the experience that you referenced that makes me comfortable about it, uh, probably more than that are, are the people that I get to work with. Uh, those people, the leadership uh, team, uh, the employees, they give me great comfort, comfort moving forward.
2: You told uh, a really great anecdote today at the the press conference about working with your dad and being a ticket runner when you were how old? uh?
3: I started about 14. I was actually my uncle.
2: Oh, so, it was your uncle. Yeah, okay. it, was, it
3: was my uncle. He he was the ticket manager up at the University of Utah, and I just kind of hung out there when I was a young teenager. So he kind of put me to work, and this was the day, uh, you know, before digital tickets, or or you know, where it was all all the tickets were pre polled and you'd have satellite offices around the Huntsman Center and the Rice Stadium, and I'd have to run the tickets. I was a 14 year old kid with about ten thousand dollars worth of tickets in my pocket, running <laughs> running them around the different ticket uh, offices at the stadium in the arena and you know if people would have known this little kid was running around with tickets in his pocket they probably would have mugged me but uh that's where i got the start and that's where i got the passion for wanting to work in sports you've always wanted to work in sports and now you are literally living the dream it's so cool <laughs> you know I, I am living the dream but uh it, it's only because of uh, the organization uh you know uh what the millers have done in this community uh not only from you know a sports uh representation but but all the businesses the employees uh it's it's only because of what they've built that uh, I've been able to live this dream.
0: What uh, what are you most excited about? I guess that's like uh, picking between your children, but there's a lot going on with this with this. Uh not just the jazz, but also the, entertain- the entertainment.
3: Well, scene. you know, Gordon, there are moments it's not too hard to pick between my children. I got to be honest <laughs> with you.
0: <laughs> I've met your kids. You better be careful.
3: <laughs> I have the best kids in the world, so I'm just joking. But uh, not to be repetitive, but I will tell you the thing I'm looking most most forward to is working with the employees. Uh, the employees that are here, they are passionate about what they do. They are loyal. They are committed. Uh, it The employee base uh, that I get to now work with across the board at Sports Entertainment is absolutely going to be the best part of this job.
0: You've always been a people person. You must enjoy
2: that aspect of it, I would guess. I
3: got you fooled, too, Gordon, but I'll do my best. (laughs)
2: Uh, Jim Olson new president of the Utah Jazz with us here in studio on 97 and, and 1280 the zone in the release uh, Gail Miller talked about how she was particularly impressed with your vision for the future and talk a little bit about that and where you see the, not only the jazz going but the company
3: well just like every other business that we deal with these days technology is, is driving what we're doing um, if if I, I would you know I'd probably it's probably safe to say that our business has changed more and Last five years than it did the first fifteen or twenty years that I worked worked here because of technology. Uh, we we embrace technology. We're going to continue to embrace technology, but not just for the sake of technology, but but for the benefit of the fan. How do we improve that experience when you come to the arena? It's easier to get around. You know where to go. Uh, you get to engage more with with the action on the court. You get to engage more with the social aspect of of the team, uh, the brand, everything we're trying to do. So. As I look forward, uh, I, I look at technology and how we're going to utilize that to create a better fan experience.
0: You know, Jim, it's interesting that you use that word vision because I asked Larry once what his greatest gift was, and he said, My vision. Yeah. So she must have a keen eye for that sort of thing because it is always changing, like you say. You're always having to anticipate what's coming next and how it's going to be different and what's going to draw fans in and make them want to be here instead of, say, watching on television and all that stuff. And meanwhile, you're concerned about the team. In that aspect of it, so uh, there's a lot to it.
3: Well, not that it's uh, not that I originated it, but uh, you know, I've always said if it's not if it's not broken, break it. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I just believe that if we are getting comfortable and settled in with with what we think is working today, we're going to miss opportunities in the future. And so uh, our goal will be to capitalize on on the things we can capitalize on today, but always be looking out, uh, you know, over the horizon about uh, what we need to be uh, focused on.
2: I want to ask you about your, your previous role as, as president of the arena and the renovation, but I've got to say, personally, I think you're, you're the biggest accomplishment during the renovation was running a fully operational sports radio station while redoing the entire <laughs> building around it. Uh, but it was an amazing process, and we got an up-close look at it, and, and the arena is, is just beautiful, and the upgrades, the fan experience, like you were talking about. What was it like going through that, and how do you feel about the, the finished product now that we've seen a couple of seasons?
3: Well, first of all, to your comment about keeping the radio station on air, you know, uh, the job that you guys do, we, we couldn't afford to shut you guys down, so <laughs> it, it was easy to work around you through that process. But, you know, it was an exciting process. Uh, the fact that we did the work that we did within the course of one summer, you know, most arenas would take Th- two maybe three summers to do the work that we did, but but that that comes down to the team that we had in place working with Oakland Construction, who who just. They were absolutely incredible. So the project it was so fast moving that you didn't get to enjoy it at the time. Uh, you know, you figure a hundred twenty-five million dollar project over the course of one hundred twenty-seven days uh, w- was something. And nights, and, and nights, day and yeah, twenty-four hour shifts. And uh, but the team that we had here, Brad Holmes, who runs our real estate division, we couldn't have done it without him. Steve Starks and his leadership of bringing the, all the parts together. Oakland Construction, who I already mentioned, and and what they did and then our facilities team you know what i'm most proud of uh, we've got a few things, a few priorities that we always focus on. Safety is first. Uh, this arena is so safe. Uh, the camera system, we know what's going on. We The, the mag system, coming in, keeping it safe. Uh, we made this arena as safe as any arena in, in, in the country. Uh, then you get into the fan experience. The food is improved. Uh, access around the bowl. This Everyone's got padded seats now, uh, technology, Wi-Fi. Uh, when you come to this arena, our expectation is, you know, you'll you'll have a great time, feel safe, and enjoy everything about it.
0: Jim, I know you've always been neck deep in sports. Uh, aside from the business uh, aspect of, of your responsibilities, how do you feel about the, this jazz team and the way it's shaping up? Uh, it's it's an
3: all-new team, really. You know, it, it's, it, it is a new team, and uh, the great thing about it is when you think about – Steve Starks, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, and Quinn Snyder leading that charge, it brings a pretty good feeling. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got, obviously, Donovan Mitchell, and, and watching him come into this community and embrace it the way he has, in a very short, short term, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a special group of guys, uh, but the, the confidence level we have in that leadership team uh, couldn't be any higher.
2: Are you excited to get to work more closely with Dennis and Quinn?
3: You know I am, but I want, I want to make it clear my responsibility is going to be making sure that we run the business to the point that they can do their job. Uh, we give them the resources to be able to make the decisions that they need to make. Uh, quite frankly be very honest they don't need my help they need my support and and help so i can help them be successful and that's the role i'm going to fill
0: oh they need your help <laughs> <laughs> don't you think, Jake? Me, absolutely me. i mean we 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 correct fitness on a regular basis around here don't we? but that's
3: what you're paid for
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i doubt he listens
0: but yeah, <laughs> we, I mean, i'm pretty
2: sure about that but, but we we try what is the uh, what's the sellout streak up to now Oh, you caught me off guard. And I think it's 70...
3: Yeah, I know it's in the 70s. 72,
2: yeah. maybe? I, I should have it in front of me, but the uh, all sellouts last year. All sellouts last year, season. going back the
3: previous year. That's amazing, and, and a real credit to, to the crew down there. Yeah, credit to the crew. Uh, for those that know Chris Barney, I I believe we've got absolutely the best uh, person in, in the entire NBA driving our ticket sales team and the initiatives. Talk about somebody with vision. Talk about someone that looks out to into the future, uh, you know he is absolutely one of our secret weapons. And and Jake, those sellouts are going to keep coming.
0: Wait, no, wait, wait! We all think that about Chris, but we never say it out loud, do we? <laughs> Don't we try to keep that a secret?
3: <laughs> well, we got to keep him humble, but uh, at the same time, he deserves the credit. He and his team. He he. You know, Chris is smart enough that he's put an incredible team together. And uh, I'll tell you, they grind every day to to make sure that sellout streak is going to keep going.
0: Jim, what do you make of of the the players that are uh, on this roster now, it's that obviously is part of the sellout streak. People are excited about you know Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, but now you have Mike Conley in that mix, and Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, it seems like the Jazz addressed all their weaknesses this offseason.
3: Well, the Jazz addressed absolutely addressed uh, some of the needs that uh, you know I think we're, everybody knew needed to be be addressed. Um, I love a team uh, that will play as a team, and I think those additional players, they come in, they're going to understand the vision of, of Quinn and, and how the basketball is going to be played with the Utah Jazz, uh, uh, want to buy into the culture of, of what, how, how things are done at the Utah Jazz and, and within the Miller organization. Uh, so the needs were filled, and, and people are understanding their roles, and uh, it is going to be a fun team to watch.
2: You know, you, you talk about culture. It's, ama- it's amazing how it, even in my short career I've seen the, the culture around here evolve and, uh, you know, right down to supporting players, families, the, the practice facility, which is absolutely amazing, yeah. and the amount of resources into development and training and food and all that. Talk
3: about kind of the, the journey of the yeah. culture of the Utah Jazz. You know, Jake, I appreciate you asking me that, and it's funny. You, you talked earlier about the arena renovation. I'll share with you the last piece of that renovation to be put in place was the players family room we, we have a players family room so that when members of you know, the families of the players come to the arena they've got a place if they have young children they can take their children and, and it was the last piece put in place not because it wasn't a priority but because we had to get it right when those players come and, and they have wives and significant others and, and children and parents coming, we want them to know how important uh, the family aspect is uh, you know, to our organization. Yeah, The locker room, the, the, the changes that happen with the locker room, because of Quinn's vision about every little detail and making sure that the players – you know shapes of rooms uh where rooms would be situated those two areas the locker room and the, and the family room they were the last thing to come together because of the importance of, of that culture and what we're trying to accomplish you
0: know it's the little things too like the room that's right down here jake that sensitivity room yeah. for for kids
3: the autism room yeah yeah i mean
0: that, that's just a nice touch in a very spacious building here to make room for kids like that.
3: Well, you know, it's amazing. Obviously, that that came in in conjunction uh, with with Vivent, uh, who's obviously one of our great partners, and uh, you know, they have an initiative for for autism, and and it just came through discussion. Uh, you have eighteen thousand people come here. Chances are you're going to have people you know with autism, and what kind of experience are they going to have? And we get feedback. You know, we have we have an email that people can email us and let us know about things that are working or things we can get better at. And we get regular comments of how thankful people are that we have that autism room where they can take a young child and just for a moment during the middle of the game, just let them decompose and, and kind of just relax for a bit. And so those things are important to us.
2: Gordon and I uh, yesterday were talking about how important ownership is to, to sports franchises. And I want to ask you about Gail Miller and what a pleasure it will be to, to work for her in, yeah. in this aspect because she is absolutely one of the best in sports.
3: Well, Jake, uh, it's, it's not just that ownership is important. It's everything. Um, It absolutely starts at the top, and as everybody knows in this community, uh, we have incredible leadership on on so many fronts. Uh, Gail Miller and the entire Miller family, they're so committed to this community. And they are so committed to enriching lives. Uh, so, you know, yes, we're here to win basketball games and, and put on great entertainment concerts, baseball games, movie theaters, tour of Utah, radio station. We understand day to day, but it's about enriching lives. And Gail Miller leads out on that on a daily basis. Uh, you can say I'm biased, but, but I don't think it's a biased comment. We have the best ownership group in all of professional sports, hands down.
0: I'm supposed to stay objective, and I am objective, but I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. Gail Miller is one of the classiest
3: people I've yeah. ever met, and pretty smart, too. Well, I, you know, it's funny. Before you said pretty smart, Gordon, I actually—what popped into my mind is an incredible leader. She, she, her strength, her, her leadership— uh, she and smart, absolutely smart. Uh, one of the greatest leaders that I've ever been around, if not the greatest.
2: Well, Jim, we can't thank you enough for coming in, and uh, we've had the pleasure of working closely with you for years and and getting to know you and and excited for jazz fans out there to get to know you in the same way. Congratulations on this, and uh, thanks for making us a part of your day.
0: Jake, before we let Jim get out of here, some of his family is here with us.
2: (laughs) They are. And we need to
0: ask them whether they ever thought that that, uh, Jim was going to uh, amount to – or climb on top of a hill of beans like this one. Did you expect this? They Grab that microphone right uh, did, there. Did yeah. you expect this out of your man?
4: Um, I don't know that we ever expected it. Um, not surprised. I think Jim in the workplace is a lot like he is at home. And he knows how to encourage us and help us to become our best. And I think that that's what he expects of himself. And that's what he as a leader, has helped you with his employees and the people that he works with. But um, not surprised, but super grateful, so grateful, and and love the Miller family and are excited.
0: Well, Jim, I, you've earned this, and uh, yeah. so it'll be uh, – can you make a promise to our listeners, to all the Jazz fans out there? We've heard it from Gail. We've heard it from Dennis. A promise that uh, you guys are
3: doing everything you can to win a championship for this community? Absolutely. And, Gordon, it's not only a a promise. We believe it. We believe deep down inside uh, we can win a championship, and we're not going to rest until we do that. Thanks for coming in,
2: Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: This is DJ and PK. Time to talk jazz basketball with Craig Bowlerjack. I like what I see. It just seems like there is an air of confidence, not overly confident, mind you. That's not going to happen with Quinn Snyder and company, but there is a sense to me of quick bonding that's occurred, which is good news because that's kind of the jazz way of doing things is a team concept. I tell you, every night's just going to be a battle. I don't see a game that would be a yawner by any means, especially when you're playing a Western Conference opponent. It's going to be a rough road. And I think health obviously is gonna play probably the biggest factor when you see where the seedings are come April. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
2: 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Want to remind you to visit Kengarth West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram for great deals and even better experiences. Big thanks to Jim Olson for coming in studio, new president of the Utah Jazz. And it's a big job. Uh, Gordon, I don't know if your everyday listener out there knows exactly uh, how big a job that is! It goes beyond just being the president of the Utah Jazz. It's uh, president of the Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. We're talking movie theaters. We're talking mm-hmm. the bees. The tour of Utah, the a Zone Sports Network. Yeah, it's a lot. And uh, Jim, I, one thing uh, I like about uh, Jim's background is he's been with the company for a long time, and and has has been loyal. But he's done a lot of different things, right? He's, he's worn a lot of different hats. And
0: done new things.
2: Yep. So those
0: of you who think, oh, uh, somebody's been in the company, what kind of fresh new ideas will he uh, – he'll bring them because he's always been sort of thinking outside the box. So this is, uh, this is good news for jazz fans. See, I believe that this stuff trickles down. I do. Right on straight down to the product on the court. And it's important. Uh, the, the attitude. And Steve Starks uh, did a terrific job with this. These guys are competitive people. They want to win. They want the same things the fans want. And so if if you're running a business and all you care about is making money and what the bottom line is, then, then fans, customers might have a problem. But when those guys or women, whoever is involved in it, straight down from Gale, if they all are – are just working. To get that, uh, to get that end goal of a championship, then th- that's got to make fans feel pretty good
2: about it. And it all, and it all matters. Yeah, competitively on the basketball court, it all matters. All that that culture and sports stuff we were talking about with Jim, that all matters. Even
0: the family room, like he yep. was
2: talking about, this is important to the
0: players. They want their families treated well, and so they're more likely to come here. So when you have a combination of say having mike conley here and then mike influences jeff and influences ed influences other people why and and those folks come here and they're involved with what's going on ed told us he's got twins right yep i mean he he wants to be at a place where his family is well taken care of and that word gets out around the league
2: Oh, it certainly does. Uh, You know, um, NBA player chats are a big thing these days where all these players are are connected on these chats and and talk. And, you know, I know Carlos Boozer had uh, a controversial ending here, and sometimes he wasn't the most popular uh, of jazz players. But that guy has done a lot for the franchise in a sense that every time he's been asked about his time in Utah, he talks glowingly about the jazz and this and this market and his time here and spending time here and he even corrected are, and people things. on on a radio show yeah you know, we're joking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it if you remember that and in my opinion things have gotten better right but it, my point being that's that stuff matters yeah. other players listen to that and and i know that we we sometimes want to hide from utah and salt lake's reputation because neither one of us think it's Accurate, but it is a thing. It does exist out there. There are people who don't know better who think, "Oh, Utah, you know, mm-hmm. you go." Uh, what did uh, what did Derek Harper famously say? You, you go, go live, live in, in U- Utah. You I go live wanna. in Utah. That that exists, and so these are things that 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 can be done to overcome, you know, that reputation, and and maybe even down the line change that reputation. All that stuff really matters. Well, to quote Robert Plant from his concert the other day,
0: what he saying say? I'm paraphrasing. But he said, there's change in the air here. I can feel it. What was he talking about? I think he was talking about the the people in the, uh, in the theater. Oh, okay. Certainly he got a lot of love there. A whole lot
2: of love. <laughs> okay. You're just going to let that one breathe for a minute there. Thanks for that. a Led a Zeppelin song. Joke. It well, is can
0: a... we play that song? All of a sudden, I'm in no. the mood for that. You, you made me mad.
4: <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than a mad producer.
2: You know? Yo, I can think of a lot of things worse than <laughs> a mad We've spent three pro- days
4: on nicknames and then that. <laughs> and then a Led Zeppelin joke like <laughs> That's that. That's it! Austin's had it. Why are my nicknames so irritable to you?
2: Because
4: I, I... I have ears.
2: And you did dwell on it quite a bit yesterday. Well, I know, but radio was not linear.
0: And Tuesday. I didn't want anybody to be cheated by missing out. Well, you accomplished that. Congratulations. <laughs> Hope you feel good about it. Anyway, I, I think, uh, speaking of feeling good, uh, jazz fans can feel good and not just optimistic about what's going on with this particular team, but the overall attitude of the franchise Uh Gail, when Gail said, hey, I want to win a championship, that, believe me, that has permeated the entire organization. And that seems to be a
2: uh, single-minded uh, attitude of everyone here. One thing uh, Jim told us uh, when we asked him about his vision, I was glad he focused on the fan experience. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times in today's day and age in sports, the fan experience gets lost a little bit. The fan is taken for granted. Right. And I, I was happy to hear that response because I think it's a big deal. You've got to make the experience, the overall experience, good for the fan. There's too much other stuff out there to do and to, to, to be able to spend your money on. And, you know, it's, it's important that I think it's important that they upgrade that experience and continue to do so. Give them something for those, those fans that are literally packing this arena for every single game. You know, it'd be easy to go. Oh, the Jazz tickets are in such high demand now. We don't Stayed have to. Granted, we yeah. don't have to worry about that experience stuff. And yeah. it, it sounds like Jim is going to continue to make that a priority. And I was happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, and and then ultimately you have to put a product on the floor that uh, people want to come watch, and that's what the Jazz have done as well. But this time, this season, for the first time, I think people are getting uh, an appetite for real contention. Uh, people could see the building stages going on. Remember when Dennis used to always say, I'm not going to skip any steps. Well, those steps now have uh, turned into giant leaps, I think. Uh, they, they may not be skipping anything, but I'm, this off season has put the Jazz in a pretty fine position. And even though the West is really, really tough, uh, I, I, I think they have kept up and probably sped up with uh, the overall competition here, so we'll see how it goes. Obviously, they got to go out and do it on the floor. You've heard, we've heard the players all week talking about this. And Jake, you've done a lot of interviews over there. Don't you get the sense that the guys are pretty confident in what this team can? And I'm not talking about that BS confidence. I'm talking about the real deal. Yeah, they think they can do it, and but they're not going to presume anything. They're they're not going to. Uh, <clears throat>
2: Not put the work in. Well, their coach isn't going to let them. I mean, let's be honest. They're going to put the work in because they're good players and and because they've got a good work ethic. But uh, mainly because their coach is Quinn Snyder and They're going to put the work in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, They're either going to put the work in or they're not going to play.
2: You don't get uh, former players complaining about three-hour practices because you're not making them work. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's why he's not a player here anymore.
0: That could be part of it. It could be. Aside from the point that Donovan Mitchell uh, sort of was the result of all that.
2: Yeah, that worked out all right for the Jazz. Yeah, not so well for the Nuggets, but <laughs> it worked out all right for the Jazz.
0: I'll see how the Nuggets are this year. They're,
2: uh, I think they're going to be pretty darn good.
0: Not because of that particular
2: individual. But. Uh, let's get to the West for a second because you, you, you hit on something uh, that I think is, is pretty interesting because the West is different this year. There's no doubt. It's always been the deeper conference. And by the way, the East is going to suck again. Look at what's going on with those Eastern Conference teams. It's going to be a joke. Well, the best of them has been
0: compromised now.
2: But in the West, what's going to really make it interesting, I think, Gordon, is the the giant brick wall that was the Golden State Warriors is gone. The West is open. Mm -hmm. You know, Houston could pretend that they were trying to contend with the Warriors, but we all knew how that was going to end. And everybody else in the NBA for the past couple of years, it feels like has been in a, a little bit of a holding pattern because they knew they couldn't magically make Kevin Durant pop up on their roster. And so now with that, you know, juggernaut broken up a little bit, everybody thinks they have a chance and has made moves accordingly. And so there's, you know, legit four, five, six teams in the, in the Western Conference I could see being really, really good. A part of the
0: problem to that whole equation is the main factor in uh, dethroning Golden State Happened to move to the Clippers.
2: Well, but Kevin Durant went to the yeah went to the Nets. But so. I'm talking
0: about the the guy who who beat the 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 unbeatable.
2: Did he really, or or did Golden State just get so compromised that they lost a series? Well, that could be a combination. Yeah, you know things. me, I, I think Kawhi Leonard might be the best player in the NBA right now. Might be. So I don't want to take you know. Undue credit or credit away from him. But, I mean, come on. If the whole complement of Warriors played against the uh, the Raptors, <laughs> how would that series have gone? Oh, I think we know. Golden State 5? But, but no, you, can't, you can't really think that way. Because sure you happen. can. I just did. It didn't happen. That's all right. I'm taking total credit away from the Raptors. In fact, <laughs> I don't no, think you should. In fact, nobody won only, the title last not year. Only did Ka- not only did Kawhi end up with the Clippers, there's another pretty good player that came with it. There is that. What happens to be injured right now. He does, and he'll be out for maybe the first month of the season. But And I think the Clippers are going to be good. I think the Clippers are going to be really good. I think they're the best in the West right now. But that, and Who's going to score? And, I, and, and yeah, we're talking about both Paul and George. But they're not as invincible as Golden State – thank you for that – as Golden State was a couple of years ago. Not even close. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, how can you be? That was one of the greatest teams in the history of the league. Exactly. And now it's not there anymore, so teams like the jazz. They have room to operate. This is gonna be this is gonna be the most fun watching an NBA season I've had in a while. Yeah. Certainly since that. Golden State emerged and it just became automatic.
0: But see, with a fan base, you talk about growing a fan base and stimulating a fan base. What does that more than anything else?
1: Alcohol. Be, be, be...
0: <laughs> it is it is fans believing that the ceiling is right there that they can reach the ceiling you know it's one thing to be good it's another to be within reach of something extraordinary and I think that's how and and jazz fans are pretty knowledgeable I mean these folks have seen a lot of basketball through the years they're not jumping up and down saying oh yeah we got this this is going to happen no they want to see proof too you know and they're waiting to see that but I think they're doing so in a manner where they are fascinated and and switched on by, by the possibility. So we'll see.
2: All right, we've got the Knot Sports Port coming up next. At uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour, the road to contention continues on. We'll let you hear my interview with Bojan Bogdanovic, as well as my conversation with uh, uh, Larry H. Miller Group of Companies CEO Steve Starks. Might even let you hear from Joe Ingles and his media availability today as well. Scotty G will join the show at 5.30. So stay tuned. Action-packed Big Show, 97.5 and 1280
4: The Zone.
1: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
4: Who's going to finish with the best three-point percentage this season for the Utah Jazz? They have to average at least 25 minutes a game. I'm having a hard time deciding between Bogdanovich and Ingles. I think Ingles is going to get some great looks because of the way this offense is set up, and he's going to have his spot more often. You have other weapons, so it might be a deferment situation, whereas Bogdanovich might be more of a target for defenses to have to do something against. You could have a situation where Ingles is just... You got to pick who, and they end up picking him. What you just said about Joe Ingles is why I go with Joe. Joe gets to be Joe Ingles again. So now he gets to go back to Happy Valley and just be Joe.
1: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
4: Yesterday is a wrinkle on your forehead. Yesterday is a promise that you've broken. Don't close
2: your Big show it's time for the Nod Sports Report. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's brought to you by Larry Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online. LHMusedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to the Houston area. That's where we're going, deep in the heart of Texas. Yes. All right. Let me
0: start this with a question for you two, and for all our listeners out there. Were you an Eagle Scout?
2: I uh, I am an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Uh, I, are you, you
4: am. You, you are.
2: It's am. not really. A, you am. Uh, you am. Not really a past. Tense I things. are. I am an Eagle Scout. Yeah. What was
4: your project?
2: Uh, I did this uh, like nature guide thing that I made for an elementary school. Oh, yeah, you, I know where you did that. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, that was cool. With the uh, late Gay and Wharton. Yes. Uh, terrific teacher. Oak Ridge Elementary. Uh, Tom's uh, Tom's former wife. Well, Tom's yeah. wife, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom uh, Wharton, the great uh, trib rider for so many years.
4: Yes. Yeah, terrific guy. Uh, Austin? Yes, I too am an Eagle Scout, although I recently went to an Eagle Court of Honor and did not participate. In the eagle's are nest. Are you supposed to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a big... They're going to... If they hear me say this, they're going to come remove me. Well, then why did you not participate? Do I look like the kind of guy that wants to participate? <laughs> I've got to admit, I have not been
2: to an Eagle Scout Court of Honor, or Is... any Court of Honor, for that matter, since my Oh, really? Eagle. You guys yeah. are
4: Eagle Scouts who have gone rogue. I've been invited, by the way, to, to speak at a Boy Scout of America, like a, like a banquet, Next month, uh huh. And be like the MC for their night of giving or whatever, and I hope they're not listening. Cause I, I support that I think it's a great organization. I just I don't want to do it anymore. Did you guys
0: like earn the golden beaver thing or silver beaver or whatever they are?
4: No, my yeah. scoutmaster did. He did? Oh yeah. And <laughs> he let you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was the all time scoutmaster. Yeah.
2: Okay, so why do I great
4: bring guy. this up?
0: So the overall positive
4: experience being an Eagle Scout?
2: Yes. I'd say overall positive experience. It was sure. an
4: experience. You didn't like it. I'm, you kay. hated it. I'm kind of joking. I'm grateful I did it, and I'm really grateful I don't have to do it again. You don't? No, I don't. Why, why would, would he, I have why to? Why would he have to
2: do it again? I don't know. Uh, is just... there news? Tell me what the Not Sports
4: <laughs> Report is.
0: I'm panicking. Okay, this is it. First of all, tell me how many merit badges you earned. I have no clue. What's your guess? Eight? I think you have to have 30 or 26
2: to get Something like Scout. that, yeah. What's your most memorable uh, earned merit badge? Wilderness Survival. That one, that one is memorable. Orienteering for me because we That's got good. lost. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, Yeah, we did. We got lost. Well, did you get the merit badge? Well, we eventually got the, the requirements, yeah, but it took a little bit because, you know, like I said, we got lost. They what, put us out on some course and we just wandered what, around it for hours. What's the weirdest
4: merit badge you can earn? uh there's basket weaving literally really? there's basket weaving it has two requirements and that's everyone gets it every summer camp. if you weave a basket you weave a basket you you weave a basket from and then a we'll to like put some apples in it no you have to mesh a, a chair uh. like a, a chair so you can sit in it
0: okay so why do I bring all this up you I ask don't know. here's why there is a teenager in Houston who has accomplished is from ABC accomplished something that Few have ever done. He's earned every single merit badge offered by the Boy Scouts of America. Wow. Every single one. You know how many of that is?
4: Well, you're going to tell us. 122. Jake, what's your guess? Over or under 121 and a half? Over. <laughs> it's You
0: win. It's 137. And this guy earned 138.
2: How did he do that?
0: He did it because he earned a he has no computer merit badge before it was discontinued. It took him six years, six freaking years, to earn 138 merit badges. And uh, he says some of the badges only took a few hours to complete, while others took months. Hundred and thirty eight merit badges. I thought you guys being Eagle Scouts might appreciate I that. I just I mean, yeah. Well done. Sure. Is the thing what do you call that thing you wear across you? A sash. A s- <laughs> the guys wore
4: sashes. Okay safety <laughs> patrol. Yeah, just like you did in the safety patrol. That, so I mean We how- didn't write up anyone for walking too fast. <laughs> Nerd.
0: Dude, I mean, think about that sash totally of the 138 merit badges on there. Yep.
2: You know, I didn't put one badge on on uh, my sash. No? No, nope, uh, not, not, not one. And even at my Eagle Court of Honor, I got weird looks like, hey, where's your sash? It was like, <laughs> I didn't do
4: that. <laughs> my poor mother painstakingly sewed every one of them on. No. Oh,
2: she, yeah. did, she didn't and She then, didn't go with
4: the glue? And then when I was the done. The You can glue it? Oh, everybody I knew glued them. <laughs> I, I have a bunch of kids in our troop stapled them. Uh, but then when I was done with scouting, she took it all and made it into a quilt. Wow. What do you get for being an Eagle Scout? You put it on your resume. No, but what do you get? Do you get like a, a,
0: a you know, some sort of medal or something? or You get a you... badge you're supposed to put on your
4: uniform. You get a card that you're supposed to carry in your wallet. And a hearty pat on the back. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you wear that anywhere? Do you do you display that? No. A pen or a badge
4: or any No, hmm? no. Your would, parent, your parents get a, like a lapel pin, yeah. kind of thing.
0: Well, you guys really sound like you're proud Eagle Scouts. How your? How no, would I don't let anybody know that I was an Eagle Scout. They'll think I'm something wrong with me. No, it's no, just,
4: it's because when th- stuff goes wrong and someone's choking to death, they're gonna look at me and be like, "You're an Eagle Scout," and I'll be like, "I don't know what to do," and they'll take my Eagle Scout away.
2: Who, who wears their Eagles their Boy Scout uniform around on a regular <laughs> basis when they're beyond the age of eighteen? <laughs> Or
0: 15. Or 15, ops. even. Do you know anybody? Any grown people that wear it on their like their lapel or anything?
2: No. No? How was your scouting experience, Gordon? Second class. Didn't make it much further I, I than that. I discovered
0: two huh? things that got in the way. Sports and girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those and, and is alive. a Yeah, acad- one of those and and is true, maybe. Academics was important to me.
4: Yeah, it's not,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't out in the woods like uh like taking two sticks and trying to make a fire yeah well you
2: it, weren't you know? living like the fawns either nobody's buying that <laughs> 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 I, I did I did I was in the sports I had a motorcycle and
0: and uh and chicks you know, stick dug me you know huh what can I tell you
2: so I well was... so you stopped scouting because you got a motorcycle what the, what age did you start scouting I was young, like 12 or so, 11, I don't know.
4: Something like Apparently, Austin got his eagle at age 13. That's true. I wanted out. And they were changing the requirements to where you would have to, like, swim 50 miles <laughs> and bike 75 miles. See, you, know, you, you think this helped your character, this enhanced your never said that.
2: experience. <laughs> never said sounds, that.
0: It sounds like you, I, I it was like, wasn't it sort of a colossal
2: waste of time? Oh, not a waste of time. Kept me out of jail. You, you Developed skills, and certainly had a lot of great times in scouting. I'll tell you what lesson I did learn, though, is that whatever the all the you learn how to burn a tick out of your skin. All the merit badges that require water, you know, like community uh, canoeing, swimming, all those sorts of things. Never do those at the camp. Always do them at the pool. Like the community pool, yeah. Why is that? Because it was like uh, because gross? okay. So this is the state of Utah where every single leeches on you. Every what? single scout camp has got to be. I think it's a requirement that it be at twelve thousand feet. So <laughs> it's they do the polar bear challenges every, up there, right? Every lake or pond or whatever you're swimming through. Let me tell you, you have to it, crack through the ice. It ain't warm. It ain't warm. And in the pool, it's it's nice and warm. Usually, they give you a break on some of the requirements because you know there's not a ton of room at the pool. There's aerobics going on in the next lane. Right, got, you can't do it. <laughs> okay, so to
0: wrap this thing up and, and, and to punctuate it, each of you
4: tell me the best thing about being an Eagle Scout. I I would say in retrospect, although it every single time we went, it rained. We camped. We went on a out every month. One a month, and that was good. all year long. By the way, and it was good in retrospect. Then I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as I should have. You know the whole idea of the hiking. Uh, why the hiking?
0: You know my idea of a good hike is from the beach to a boat. Yeah, second class. Jake, best thing.
2: No, I don't. I don't know about being an Eagle Scout. Yeah. No, or enough. earning your Eagle. I don't know. Some camaraderie with uh, my fellow Scouts, I suppose. Fellow Scouts, okay, all right, but no, I. I it not sound a, like it was do, a
4: miserable experience. Do you still do a good turn daily, Jake Scott? No, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. If Can what? you say the Scout Oath? Nope. Can you? I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> or the is motto, the, the oath. I got what nothing. What is the motto? Be prepared. Be I know prepared. that one. And do a good turn daily. Is there something else in there? There's something about being. Uh, uh, a scout is kind, courteous, thrifty, thriftful, <laughs> obedient, friendly, obedient, cheerful, yes, <laughs> really? and reverent, Something like and that. hungry. I always add hungry at the end. <laughs> wow, <Well, laughs> you guys,
0: you're you are you are you need to brush up on your holy
2: eagleness. You can. Cannot... I hope
4: you become scoutmaster next month.
2: <laughs> hey, second class boy, you can't lecture us on this sort of thing.
4: Hey, I had a lot more fun than you did. Can you even tie your shoes? Yes. Oh. Hmm. I don't know if you had a lot more fun than we did. How'd the beret look on you? Sorry? The beret? Did that look good on you? This wasn't 1911. Yeah, (laughs) did you wear a beret? Didn't you have to wear those red berets or something? No, that is the Marines. We're not the, yeah, we're not the English Airborne Division.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The
2: Royal Air Force. (laughs) Not in the RAF. Berets. You wear a beret I, as a scout?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw him. Uh, you know, where I saw him? I saw him, uh wearing that beret at the uh, at the at the uh, Rose Parade. You know, they were the Eagle Scouts. Were the ones that would carry the banner for the 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 uh, following float.
2: I think they wore that red beret thing. Mm. Sounds made up. That does no, sound made up.
0: No, it wasn't.
2: Anyway. I I quit Scouts because I discovered girls. Sure, you did. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, anyway. Where'd you put uh, scouts? Because you didn't have what it takes.
0: <laughs> Maggot. Oh, now all of a sudden, the great pride comes out. Has swelled up. You're over there sitting there going, oh, yeah, I hated it. You know? Oh, you
2: weren't tough enough.
4: L- l- sec- you are a disgrace. You aren't worthy of wearing that <laughs> handkerchief.
2: Second class over here is like you guys didn't enjoy scouting enough. <laughs> Meanwhile my moped was more important to me. So I quit. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, I'm I'm here for all you guys out there who didn't get your Eagle Scout. You too have contributed to society. <laughs> you didn't have I know people who if you didn't get your Eagle Scout, you know, your Eagle Award, whatever, it was like you were some kind of second class citizen or something.
2: Coming up next, we'll let you hear from Boyan Bogdanovic. Harry Goldberg is this guy's name. Steve Starks, <laughs> as well as Joe Ingles. <laughs> Scotty G joins us at 530. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280
1: The Be Zone. Be prepared. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show.